I would never trade this body. And this is my home. Oh my. Like this is, I, I have been on a journey with this body. Like this, <laughs> this is, there've been a lot of like really great things, you know, lots of orgasms. <laughs> More the merrier. Right? <laughs> I don't want to give that up for, to have to learn how to do all that. And some uh, next body. podcast, we'll talk about orgasms right. or this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I prefer mine in like groups of 10, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I should get back to the question. <laughs> I mean, on that note, so, Jill's like, I'm going to take that right out of there. <laughs> with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that is rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push it. Hey there, this is Jill, co-host of the Push Podcast. A trigger warning before we start this episode. This episode contains descriptions and discussions surrounding physical and sexual abuse, eating disorders, and specific body image issues pertaining to weight, clothing sizes, diets, and over-exercising. We recognize that breaking up with diet culture takes time, grace, and patience. We are all constantly learning how to navigate this battle. We here at the PUSH podcast want to honor where you're at with your physical and emotional health. If listening to discussions on any of these topics will be triggering for you in any way, we suggest that you take care of yourself and go ahead and skip this episode. Thanks for listening to the PUSH podcast. And now, on to our episode. Welcome to the PUSH podcast. I am here solo today because uh, co-pusher Jill got called into a birth. So I'm not really sure what episode we're on. I think it's 13. Um, season two. 13. You, is that why we're cursed today? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> season 13. Season two, episode 13. This is going to be great. We're on episode 14. She's going to be like, oh dear. What? <laughs> I left you to your own devices. You'll learn really fast what kind of things Jill has strengths in and what things I have strengths in in her absence. Because <laughs> so um, you know what episode it is because you clicked on it. So enjoy. Today we have our very first guest, and I'm so excited. Um, we have B, and I have you in my schedule as B Baby. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not certain that I know her last name. I'm pretty sure B Deck Decker. Decker, yep. And I was like, okay, we have B Decker here today. I'm super excited. I um, 
when we decided that we wanted to start inviting guests on, you were one of the first people that I thought of just because of how active you are in our community. And um, I, you have so much to say that I absolutely <laughs> love. So I wanted it to be like, bring it in and like broadcast it out. So I'm like, glad you want to hear it. Cause I never stopped talking. So <laughs> good. good. I'm kind of hoping that's the case since we're <laughs> I'm like, never literally never stop right okay so tell us a little bit like where are you from what do you do for a living okay um I am from San Diego moved to Vegas when I was 19 18 I don't know Mm -hmm. and now I ended up here I was a teacher for a long time and got really tired of juggling teaching and printing apparel Mm-hmm. I was getting like four hours sleep and trying to nurse a baby and raise three toddlers and right because yeah why not try to yeah, do try yeah. to own a business and have a career and be a mom all at the same time yeah so my last year of teaching it was summer was coming and I was like I'm really tired and Jesse said so quit I was like quit what right <laughs> he's like quit teaching and I'm like you can't like do that and he's like why not and I was like wait you can do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, I'll just try it for a year. And then he ended up quitting his job too. And we kind of hung out for like a year. And then now we're on like year three, I think, of me not, four, mm-hmm. five. Year five of me not teaching. Okay. Whew, time flies. Yeah. So just so having someone give you that like permission almost to like be like, hey, you could do something different. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've wanted to be a teacher since like kindergarten. Right. And so I was like, wait, like I worked so hard for a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and then mm-hmm. I'm just going to like not use it. Right. And my mom kind of panicked and I was like, I still have those degrees and I could still go back anytime. And yeah, I just haven't. I probably wouldn't be able to now just because my social media. <laughs> my <online. laughs> We're going to get to that. We'll be like, oh, ma'am. No. <laughs> So, okay, so tell, what do you do now? So now I um, run a very busy online apparel company called Spill the Beans, and locally I own a store called The Freckle Bee Downtown. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Thank I just you. love going in there. Anytime I'm out and I just want to, like, go get drinks, I'm like, well, we have to go visit Bee's shop first, <laughs> even if you're not there. Just I'm to go there. in. in the back. And, yeah, <laughs> I've learned to ask for you now. It's like, somebody somebody go get her. <laughs> no, it's funny because they'll vet people too. They'll be like, there's someone here. And I'm like, what do they look like? Tell me about them. <laughs> who are they? Do they want to kill me or are they friendly? Right. And you kind of have to know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've been caught off guard a few times. <laughs> sure. So, um, yes. And tell us a little bit more about your, your company and your, like the ideals behind it and stuff. Cause you don't just print any kind of shirts you print a lot of shirts that really have a strong message and which is why I love it so much uh that kind of came about not I mean I guess it could be considered political I don't know why it would be but some people um during breastfeeding I breastfed all of my children some more than others and there was like a huge like issue with people breastfeeding or not breastfeeding and so Mm -hmm. I Started with breastfeeding, and that was super controversial. Who knew? Right. And then with my second son, he was in the NICU for a while, so then I added in formula stuff because I tried nursing him for, like, four months and mastitis after mastitis. And I was like, I can't can't do it anymore. I'm going to die. 
And so then I switched to formula. Then I'm like, oh my God, I'm like so shamed, like feeding right? a formula in public. I'm embarrassed to make a bottle. <laughs> so then I was like, this is ridiculous. So I started kind of just with breastfeeding mm-hmm. and then it kind of took off. And I realized I could print whatever I want because it's my business. Yeah. And um, I decided I wouldn't print anything that I wasn't interested in. Yeah. Now I've changed that a little bit. If you want a pro like Trump tea or something, I'll make it for you, but it's going to be like $2,500. So you have to really want that shirt. (laughs) And I'm going to take my whole crew out for like tattoos and piercings. And we're going (laughs) to go out and have a great time. And then anything left over, I'll donate to like Planned Parenthood in your name. So there you go. I I kind of thought about it. I was like, no, actually I I will print that, but it's going to cost. So if you're really dead set on having that shirt from me, like. Yeah, we'll do it with a smile. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we had uh, accidentally taken in some money from um, someone who we don't really believe in and donated it. Yeah, and donated it. Because at the end of the day, you know, as a small company, we decided, like, we don't want money. We don't really want money from people who are racist or homophobic. or And if we do take money in that way yeah we're gonna do something with it and so I really love that about your business as well so um let's talk a little bit more personally now um so tell us about your relationship with your body growing up it was terrible um I was normal normal yeah air quotes (laughs) yeah normal until about like the end of second grade and then I um had um well I was molested by a cousin and I just started eating a lot I was like I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. and so I would come home every day and just eat like bowls of goldfish and drink Pepsi every day sure you're sort of feeding that pain watch Judge Judy so not some things have changed now it's Cheetos Coke and Judge Judy but it's fine (laughs) a little less quantity now (laughs) right and I would like sneak food out. Like my mom wasn't like, oh, you can't eat, you can't eat. But like I would sneak it out and you would find, I would be like ridiculous things too, like a packet of hot cocoa. I don't even sure. like chocolate and I would eat it. Like, mm-hmm. You'd find me like in a bush eating hot cocoa, like wild stuff. And um, so I just started gaining weight and then of course got put into the worst classroom ever for third grade. She was like totally fat phobic and abusive. I actually had surgery and she wanted me to run. And so she grabbed my arm and went like this and like ripped open my stitches. And I was oh my like, God. what did you just do? Yeah. Like it was a terrible experience all around. Third grade was the worst yeah. year of my life, but that must've been so painful. Cause that's, I mean, you still haven't even started developing into an adult and you were already getting all of these messages about how you and your body were not okay as they were. There's a, there's a lot of research around how um, people who have been violated and abused sexually develop issues with food and of course their bodies. Cause you know, duh. Yeah. And (laughs) thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was, you know, I don't even know what I was just about to say. Yeah. So after, so after third grade, so you had the terrible experience in third grade and before, um, and then what happened then? So I pretty much just stayed fat 
and which looking back now I'm like dang like I really wasn't that like um throughout my whole entire life um ended up getting on birth control in high school which got me Mm -hmm. a lot of weight gain that was cool sure yeah um yeah and so I just pretty much I fought it for a long time and I'd go to the doctor while I was trying to have a baby and they were like well you should lose weight okay well, I'm super like stubborn. So if you tell me to do like, I'll do it like, and I'll do it better than you thought I could do it. So I went from a size 26 to a 16 in like four months. Like, wow. I just like went to the gym. I was working at night and I would get off at five in the morning, go to the gym for like an hour and a half, sleep until like one thirty, go back to the gym. Like it was like three times a day. I was at the gym and I was eating like cucumbers and right. So it wasn't a, like, I'm exercising because I love it. It was like, I'm going to prove a point slash punish my body. Yeah. I'm really good at that. (laughs) So (laughs) I lost a bunch of weight and still Mm -hmm. didn't get pregnant. And so I went back. And so then she was, the doctor said, okay, well, um, you should go see a fertility specialist. So I did in vitro. I did a few rounds of it and that was a lot of money down the drain. He told me I would never have a baby and. So then I kind of went off the other deep end and just like started drinking a lot. I was like, cool, let's just drink. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which also like helped with weight loss. If you drink more, you're not eating as much. So that was sure. I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) So I pretty much stayed at 16 and then um, I kind of stopped because I was like, well, this is not great. Not great at all. So um, started gaining my weight back and it was, kind of weird I've noticed with my body my body likes to be heavier when I get pregnant so that Mm -hmm. doctor was a liar I gained it would be really strange I would gain like 50 pounds in like no time and I'm like what the heck I didn't do anything different what's going on pregnant I'm like okay that's weird so you did get pregnant even despite the doctor out of the blue out of the blue I I was at work one day and I was like oh man like my boob hurts and I thought (laughs) to myself probably gonna start my period and I'm like no that just happened so I called my best friend at the time and she's like oh we should get a pregnancy test and so yeah it was a huge surprise not the best timing at all but it's fine yeah and so we had Logan and I told my midwife that I wasn't gonna prevent pregnancy after that because I'm like I spent lots and lots of money that I didn't have when I was 21 to have a baby right so we told I couldn't have a baby and then a few years later it happened so Logan was about uh, four months old when I got pregnant with Landon. Wow. <laughs> that is, I didn't realize they were so close in age. Yeah. All of my kids are about a year apart. You did it. Yeah. They were 13 months apart. Uh, that's almost 12 months apart. They missed it by like five days. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and so then I told her the same thing again and she got mad at me. So I switched to a doctor. Okay. I had a Mormon friend who had like six kids. I was like, you got a lot of kids. Does he judge you? And she said, no. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, listen to, uh, so I switched to him. He was wonderful. And I had Liam about a year and a half after Landon. Mm-hmm. And then it's each time I would gain like 50 pounds, get pregnant. Cause I lose weight while I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. I would lose the 50 pounds and then have a baby lose more. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just getting there when I started. <laughs> so your body was just kind of doing its own thing during this time. Yeah. And you were going going, just kind of going with it. I find it so interesting that so many doctors there, when they look at someone who comes in, who is quote unquote fat, 
their first go-to is, well, any problem that you're coming to me for is because you're overweight. Mm -hmm. And so you got to solve that problem before we can fix the problem you actually came to me for, instead of just treating you the same way that they were with a Mm -hmm. thin person. Like, had you gotten different help, I wonder if you would have, you know, had to go through yeah. So much time of just punishing yourself and everything's about weight. Everything. Yeah. I, uh, after I had my fourth, we moved here and I was, I was concerned. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be 300 pounds. Like I'm not comfortable. Sure. I'm st- I was still active. I was still running around with four toddlers and doing things and working 20 hour days. And, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, this can't be good. Right. So I actually went to the doctor and he didn't, he was not nice at all. He just looked at me, looked at my like stats and he said, I want to run a full blood panel. I bet you're diabetic. I bet your blood pressure's high. I bet this, I bet that. And then I bet he felt like trash when he had to submit the uh, thing on the app because it was like blood pressure. I was like lower than low. I'm like, Right. Like usually people ask me if I'm still alive. Cause they're like, are you alive? Like that's low. And I'm like, no, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, not even close to diabetic. Like everything was in the normal to low range. So I'm right. Like, he had to eat his words on that. Good. So talk to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to talk to you about your weight loss surgery. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah. Um, so after that terrible doctor's appointment, I uh, had a friend who had she flew to Mexico and had weight loss surgery. And I was like, Tila, you've lost your mind. Like mm-hmm. you, you what? And she's like, yeah, it was a good experience. Like I would recommend it. And so that was like September, October. And in December, I started thinking about it more and thinking about it more. And I was like, I should just do it. Cause I'm watching her progress. And mm-hmm. I, call I you text a number and they get back to you it's kind of weird but it's fine um I joined the Facebook group I went to his Facebook page I read reviews I googled him and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. well he seems legit Mm -hmm. and uh so I didn't even tell anybody I booked my flight I paid my deposit and um I was like I'm doing this so I took my husband out to Amadeus and we had (laughs) dinner and I was like trying to work up the courage to be like this is what I'm doing you didn't even tell your husband no well okay backstory in december he tells me i'm getting a vasectomy and i was like over my dead body you are right and of course all my friends are like body autonomy and i'm like no i'm like we are married now so we make these decisions together but he made it on his own so he went and did it and i said fine your body your choice my body my choice and that's how we've been living okay (laughs) so i see that's kind of why i booked it without telling him i was just like i'm doing this yeah I guess if you can make decisions about your body, mm-hmm. I make decisions about my body and this is important to me. Yeah. So basically we ate dinner and of course I cannot, I was still like not saying anything. I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we get all the way back to my house and I'm in the driveway and I was like, so listen, um, next week you're going <laughs> to drive me to PDX. Oh He's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to drive to California and some man named Jose is going to pick me up at the airport. And he's going to drive me to Tijuana and uh, his eyes are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
said, I've already done my research. I've already paid my deposit. I already booked my flight and I'm going down there and I'm going to have weight loss surgery. And I'm doing this not just for me, but for the whole family. Like that way I can keep up with the kids and make sure I'm alive when they're older. Sure. And I've already done my research. If you want his Facebook page, his Facebook group, like this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And of course he couldn't say anything because of his little right his little thing he's like I guess I'm in support so he just was like okay and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. and then I had to go in and tell my mom because she was babysitting my children and she kind of lost it she's like you're what and I was like I'll be fine I'm going by myself it's fine and then she went home told my dad and of course I'm daddy's little girl so my dad said no you're going with her so I had to buy my mom a flight so she came with me (laughs) right it was probably the like that most boring three days she's ever spent with me because I pretty much slept the whole time oh but like to have somebody pay for my flight to go somewhere warm and like when was this during the year it was February oh yeah I would if you ever have to do something like that again oh, well, I'm your girl careful what you wish I will for, go uh, I'm planning my next Dominican Republic trip <laughs> because I like the thing about living in the Pacific Northwest for me is I just I am a sun person and so like when it's nice here I just love it but when it's raining I'm like, take me away. Like, so if you need someone to take care yeah. of you, I will yeah. go. Not I will yourself. fall on my the sword. Dominican Republic trip. She's I am coming. a very good caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about, cause you and I have had these conversations. Talk to me a little bit about what your health and relationship with your body has been since. Cause it seems like there's, there's some really good things and then some kind of not so good things. And so I, I, I just, I think it's important to talk about the, the oh, yeah. whole, the whole, you know, rainbow of it. So when I had my weight loss surgery, I was at 296 pounds. Mm-hmm. When I, I started, you lose weight pretty rapidly because you're, mm-hmm. you know, not really eating. Right. You know, you're on like liquid or soft food diet for a while. And mm-hmm. I'm not a real follower, so might have had a goldfish in my first week. Right. <laughs> I walked by and I'm like, if I suck on that, it's a soft food and <laughs> Okay. Rules are meant to be broken, every right. single one. So um I started like once I noticed like a lot of weight loss, because you don't even realize like where you are and then until you see a change. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting on the couch and we have Apple TV. And so it pops up pictures throughout our year. Yeah. And there was the Halloween picture of me. And I was like, that's, that's what I looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And of course, Jesse's like, you look great. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what? I'm like, you know? And so, um, I was like, take that picture off there. I wanted him to delete it, but oh. I'm glad he didn't because I, you, I you look back on that one often. I'm like, whew. you know, it's like, you don't, because I felt fine. Sure. But then when you see yourself and you're just like, oh shoot, that's not how I imagined what I look like. Right. But then when you go to the doctor and they like point out, that's what you look like. You're like, oh crap. Like, right. Everything falls back onto it. And then you see it in the photo and you're like, and I knew like I could be healthier. So I'm not trying to be like fat folk. <laughs> I'm like, I only, no. It's just when it's just, it's interesting. It can be jarring. Like when there has been a big body change in one way or the other to see that your body has changed. And 
you know, I love hearing like that your husband was like, what, whatever, you look great. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's, it's good to know like that you have had that love and support for you, no matter how you come about. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even a lot that was, you know, 296. And I think I was at like 230 at that, which is a lot, but I was like, holy cow. I like immediately went to the bathroom and I was like, and it's hard because like people just assume, oh, oh, you're, you're skinny or skinnier or whatever now. And it's like, yeah, but when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I still see that other one now. Cause that's, what's in my head. And mm -hmm. I'm not the only person that deals with this. I'm in a lot of like weight loss groups and everyone's like, does anyone deal with this? And we're all like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you're just constantly picking yourself apart. So that's kind of how um, the Instagram thing started. Let's talk about that. Yeah, because there's something to be said for like, like, okay, well, I know that I, there's been a change, but I still, it still didn't really heal my relationship with my body, even though my body looks very different. Yeah. Um, and conversations that we've had, you were even telling me that even some of your like labs and stuff are. Yeah, my labs, aside from being a, severely anemic everything is like perfect mm -hmm. or low and they're like oh, yeah you're great and I'm like cool yeah so so weight loss or not you have been healthy as mm -hmm. far as your labs go throughout this entire process yes um but one of the things that at least our medical system doesn't really address very much is our like like emotional and mental health and you know healing your relationship with your body no matter what how it presents is so important for overall health. And so talk, talk to us about how, like what that process has been like for you, because I, you, you've talked to me a little bit about how like during the pandemic, your relationship with your body has changed. And I just find it like fascinating. Like I just, I love watching your story online. Not, you know, I know you <laughs> too, which is great, but I see, I love seeing it unfold in that arena. So, um, it was a little bit prior to the pandemic. I actually did not Instagram hardly at all, aside from business stuff. And I hated every minute of it. I'm like, I'm a Facebook person. I'm too old for this. Instagram <laughs> that is so me. <laughs> it like, took oh. me forever to get on Instagram. And now you'll catch me on Instagram more than Facebook. Mm -hmm. But, um, I just kind of made a, you know, stubborn little deal with myself. I said, every day you're going to post a picture whether you like it or not, you're just going to post a picture of yourself. So it was just, you know, a selfie at work or a selfie before I go to work, you know, just something little. But every time I'd go to post it, I'd be like, oh, look at your chin. I'm like, that's gross. Oh, like your boobs look saggy today. Oh, like, oh, look at your rolls and your stretch marks. And I would just be like, oh, it sucks. But I'm like, you know what? Keep doing it. Keep posting it. Keep posting it. Because obviously I had people in my life saying, no, like you look fine. Like what the hell, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to just keep posting until hopefully my brain sees what everyone else is seeing here. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, my eyes are like, hmm. It was like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. We're like, still there. We're still faking it. We're but <laughs> <laughs> Some days I fake it more than others. Some days I'm like, yeah, that's a good picture. And then nobody likes it. And I'm like, cool. It's cool. I like that one. It's just like, well, I liked it. So like, get in here and like this picture, everybody. Right. I'm going to start sending it to everybody. I'm like, like this. Or, <laughs> But that's how it goes. Pictures, pictures that have like my back roll and I'll even point it out. I'll be like, mm, that back roll and it'll get like 500 likes. And I was like, oh, y'all like that? That's mm -hmm. cool. Like, 
I think there's something really liberating about seeing on my feed people with it's all different body sizes that have body imperfections because it makes me feel more empowered too because I I have a back roll and I have cellulite and I have stretch marks and so to see it more normalized and the more often I see it the more normal it becomes and so I find it incredibly powerful like if I if if somebody in my feed if I see their pictures and it makes me feel less than they're out like I just unfollow and like because you know like I I want to I want to encourage my own self esteem yeah I don't want social media to make me feel worse about myself well and that's kind of like it kind of flipped I mean it's still a fake it till I make it and I'm gonna post every day but I was receiving messages from people and they were like thank you for posting and I'm like what I'm like this this whole thing Mm-hmm. Like, and they were just saying, you know, it's encouraging and like, it's showing me that like my body's normal and I could be more comfortable with it. I mean, you did your little photo shoot. That was nice. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you know, what's funny about that picture. So there's a picture of me completely naked, but not super, like you can't really see anything, mm-hmm. but we were practicing for like, what was going to be the real photo shoot. My husband was taking these pictures of me. And then I, I had no makeup on my hair. It was like a hair wash day. So greasy hair, my glasses were still on. And then I saw it and I was like, that's yeah, good. I'm going to post it. <laughs> so, but, but I did that photo because I had been seeing yours and I was like, like, I won't cry. I won't cry. But it was one of those things where I was like, like, why not? Like, yes, I like, I am not perfect. And, but I have a lot to be proud of in my body because of the journey it's been on. And if I'm really real with myself, I don't think I'd want anyone else's body. Right. When I was growing up, I always thought in my head, like that if I could switch bodies with somebody else, that I would be so much happier. But now I don't feel that way at all. I would never trade this body in. Me personally. No, I mean this is mine. It's, it's stuck with me. Yeah, I'm like this is mine. Yeah, this is my home. I'm like, like this is I. I have been on a journey with this body. Like this. <laughs> this is, there have been a lot of like really great things. You know, lots of orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> More the merrier. Right. <laughs> I don't want to give that up for to have to learn how to do all that in some uh, next body. podcast. We'll talk about orgasms, right? <laughs> or this one. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to our discussion. Do you love the Push Podcast? Support us by becoming a Push Patron. As a Push Patron, you will have exclusive access to our episodes, bonus materials, freebies, access to ask us questions, and more. Go to www.patreon.com slash pushfitness. That's www.patreon.com slash pushfitness now to get started. And now back to the Push Podcast. So, okay. So this actually goes along with like this whole like body training kind of topic is that if you could go back in time and tell a younger version of yourself anything, what would you tell yourself and how old would you be? Okay. I would probably, this is, I mean, it won't be TMI because if you know me, there's no TMI here. (laughs) Um, Probably would go back to right after high school. I went to Europe with uh, one of the best teachers I've ever had in my life. And like Connor 
some students, <laughs> it was a lot of us. Um, I, I married my high school sweetheart. We've been together since we were 12. I won't say when we got married because if my mother-in-law watches this, it doesn't line up with her date. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but he had never seen me naked. And we were in Europe and my roommate, because my mom was with us, but she was staying with another chaperone, thank God. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my roommate, Amanda, and I was like, oh man, like, it'd be cool if like we could have sex. Like we're traveling all over Europe for the next three weeks. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And so I remember I snuck him into our room and we went in the bathroom and I turned the lights off because I, he'd never seen me naked. And I'm like, if I could go back, I would go back to then and just like take off my clothes. Be like, turn the lights on. Be yeah, like this. This is it. This is what you've got here. You know. Yeah. And now that's kind of how I'm like. This is me. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm like I that's love- probably the moment I go back to because I still think about that. I'm like, wow, like you really were in a whole other country, like with your in the dark on a bathroom floor, like oh, you can't see me naked. Right. I'm like, we've been having sex for like two years. Right. <laughs> but it's just a, it's a sensual experience, not a visual one. Yeah, close your eyes. <laughs> right. And don't touch me. No. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And there's a, like a lot of kindness in that. And just to be like, like, let yourself, let yourself really be. And now I should probably wear clothes more often because it's not as exciting when I'm naked. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. Seen it. You've seen this. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like we should take our clothes off right now. Jill's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. Oh, Jill, no, Jill. It moves right to OnlyFans. <laughs> right. So Jill and I, when we were very first becoming friends, we traveled together to Arizona for a certification. And... Um, we get into our hotel room and I immediately take off all my clothes and like walk around, like getting ready to like, we were changing to Would go out or something. And I remember her looking at me and going, okay, that's the kind of person you are. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was like, here I am. I'm naked. And you're probably going to see this a lot. <laughs> I went on a road trip at the beginning of COVID because I had to help a friend. We flew back to DC to empty her apartment so she could move back to Oregon and we had to drive back and she's like one of my best friends and we're in a hotel room and I like go to put a towel around me to take my pants off and I'm like oh you're on my Instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you can see me in my underwear and she's like duh and I'm like, like that was weird why was I doing that I don't know <laughs> I I would love to be around when like some of these like learned modest behaviors that we probably all have like creep in <laughs> because I feel like oh this is different well and I feel like it just start like I am I feel bad for my neighbors because I don't close the blinds and I am almost always naked at home like might be wearing underwear might not I don't know like you might catch me go get a glass of water I don't know after my workout mm-hmm. sessions oh oh yeah we gotta talk about your workouts <laughs> <I don't... laughs> but, uh, my kids are around me naked they're usually like half clothes like they've answered the door in their underwear and people be like oh okay and I'm like yeah welcome welcome to the house you know right but lately I've been noticing that like I'll say oh turn your shirt around here let's take it off and we'll be in public and they'll be like what no and I'm like oh like you're eight why do you care like what's going on I'm like oh this is about when it starts how does Mm -hmm. this start right like I know it's not at home because I'm never wearing clothes right like when do we when do we start having those feelings of modesty 
and and where do they come from because yeah like if you look like cross-culturally so there are some cultures that you know they are basically they're they never get dressed like you know sign it up right <laughs> like I mean there's a banana leaf and then like that's but you know in our culture there does come a time when I've seen it in my own kids too where they're like oh no I don't want you to see me naked um my 13 year old for sure no. although I feel like it's going in waves I, there was like a period and now I kind of have to check to make sure because I want to respect his privacy without shaming his body. But like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's like, a, it's a dance, I think. But I, I think it certainly comes from our culture. So I know it's not coming from your parenting. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's why I'm like, where, where is this? I, I don't know if it's maybe, I mean, as a former teacher, like he kids do say so like, Oh, naked, ill, And I'm like, why why is that you right so I'm sure that has something to do with it yeah so if you look back on all the experiences that you've had in in your body and your lived experiences how in your mind do you define health oh that's a tough one I do eat Cheetos for breakfast um I I guess for me it's like am I still moving? Am I still doing things? Like, Mm -hmm. I I won't lie. I, if you ask me to go on a hike, I'm probably going to tell you no and block you. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly don't know me. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Like I've been to silver falls a few times. It's just not my jam. Now, if you want to go jet skiing, like I'm your girl, let's go. Mm -hmm. Clothing optional, not clothing optional. I'm in either way. Um, kayaking I'm in, you know, like I'm more of a water sport kind of gal. Like, sure. Not a like, let's go hike and get dirty and gotcha. Yeah. That's not my thing. So to me, it's more like, are you still active? Are you still doing things or, you know, mm-hmm. um, might not be like the best thought I, process, but I am not judging. I'm just curious. Cause I think one of the things coming from the fitness industry is that we have this really boxed up view of what is healthy, which is like what you eat and how you exercise. And the more I'm learning about that, the more I'm learning that there's so many other aspects of health besides just what you eat and how you exercise. So, I mean, it's like what you have access to, what, you know, what your relationships are like, how much pleasure are you getting? I mean, I would like the fact that you take so much pleasure in food and life and your body (laughs) in general. Like I see that and think that's a healthy activity and she's probably, that's a health promoting activity because pleasure is so important. And we don't even think about that because we always think of like exercise and dieting as something that has to be completely devoid of pleasure. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a punishment. So I think that, I think that's really great. And I like having friends that have different interests than me because it gets me out of my box <laughs> and out of my gym to do other things. And, and don't get me wrong. I do uh, enjoy working out, but I do have an addictive personality. Like mm-hmm. before I was going to the gym two, three days a week on my days off, it was a lot more. So I'm trying to like, I don't know, figure out mm-hmm. my life without it taking over again. Cause that's what it did last time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. let's not do that. Yeah. So, well, well, you know, we do bike rides and picnics. It has to have food because 
Yeah, it's me. And someone asked me, actually, I was getting my eyebrows done and the guy asked, he said, so what do you like to do for fun? And just came out. I said, I like to eat and drink. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, I have other hobbies, but those are like my favorite. <laughs> and now I'm like his favorite person. Every time I come in, he's like, there she is. <laughs> yeah. like, That's right. That's right. I love I'm it. I'm like, I like to go out to eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or if I, I love like, okay, so what is your favorite exercise? <laughs> oh shit um with or without children <laughs> either it's open-ended question so I mean online I like to run my mouth a lot <laughs> yes yes she said it. I I was fishing for that one I was like, I was like <laughs> my friend Katie literally just commented she's like so do you like exercise and I was like I run my mouth a lot does that count for anything yeah. these days? like um yeah that's number one um actual exercise I do I do like to go on bike rides with the kids usually if they don't talk to me and I can listen to my music that's even better mm-hmm. we've got to get out to the lake this summer uh we have kayak. I know we have kayaks now and I've got kayaks I have four it's gonna be great we have room for Jill yeah and I bring snacks <laughs> I love if you bring snacks because I still have not tried a white cheddar Cheeto okay, well, in listen, my life. I have bad news about those. They changed the formula. They're not quite the same. I'm learning to love them, but you should see my face when I open up a bag and it must be like a, like the pre-change bag because I get very excited and then I don't share with anybody. I'm like, you You're can't like no, it. you can't have it. This is, this is, a, this is an extinct Cheeto. Uh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> is there a Reddit? thread where I can complain about that I need them to know this is not okay like you have ruined my life I'm gonna have to go back to Flamin' Hot Fritos which you only get at Walmart and I don't want to go to Walmart right one of my uh favorite snacks from like now I just eat gummy like I love gummy candy and for a while when I was still kind of I hadn't transitioned to like I'm just gonna eat the things that I really like in quantities that feel better to my body um, so I was buying all of these smart sweets and which are like gummies made with like stevia and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Um, so they had peach rings and I the like fishies that were my favorites. And then they changed the formula on both of them. And it was like, it completely changed the entire experience. And I'm like, no, because it was like, that was my candy. And yeah. so now I'm just like, if I want a couple like Swedish fish, I'm just going to have some, going to have a couple. And that actually tastes better to me than, you know, yeah. having I, a whole keep, bag of the diet gummies. Not related to mm-hmm. bee, but I keep bit of honeys like in the car. Oh I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I like to have one every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yeah. Those are a good candy. Well, and it's, uh, I don't like, I don't know exactly what the issue is, but sometimes like if I get too hungry, I'll like throw up. Like, it's not, like, mm-hmm. actual throat, but just, like, spit, and it's just a terrible experience, though, and I'm Is like, that since your surgery? Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. Like, I'll wake up middle of the night and be, like, running to the sink, and so I try to keep, like, stuff that gives me, like, a lot of saliva, like, very quickly, so I could just, like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, so, a bit of honey is usually my go-to, so I keep it around the house just in case. Just in different places. I remember when I was pregnant, and um, exercising would actually make me feel nauseous, and so I had, like, a puke plan. For when I was, and I never actually puked, but I was always so afraid I was going to that I would just have a little wastebasket that came around to the gym with me. And I'm the opposite. <laughs> when I'm pregnant, I'm high energy, like no puking, never had morning sickness. <laughs> like I'm just like, let's go. 
I'd be running around the whole campus at school. People like, you know, you're like nine months pregnant, right? And I'm like, yeah, just going for a jog, like feeling with my children, like feeling good. Yeah. Well, no wonder you had a had you were pregnant for like two years in a row. Four, four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Four years. In I was a like, row. wait, yeah. two. I'm like, how long's a year? It's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I feel great when I'm pregnant. Well, okay, so I'm. I'm going to say, like, talk to you about like a philosophy that Jill and I have. Um, it's this backed up by research, but that so much of the diet and fitness industry is based on racism. Um, the, the fact that so many of us strive to be thin is really kind of the history of that is white people wanting to differentiate themselves from their slaves and um and that has sort of grown into what we see now where in the fitness industry um it's usually white cis hetero thin people that are held up as icons mm -hmm. and beacons of health and we don't see a lot of diversity um and so we haven't really rid ourselves of that those the in those industries have not rid themselves of these this terrible beginning to really see health as a multifaceted thing. And so I was I think about that a lot in terms of you know your business and so much of your business I see as a form of, of healthcare for people because it does fight racism, homophobia and the like so much um do you have any thoughts about that like do you see it do you see it that way at all ever or is that <laughs> no i definitely so two things that might they're pretty related so actually the main reason i started printing my own apparel is because i was a bigger person and you could not find shirts that were cute for bigger people so i mm. started spill the beans because i wanted to carry up to women's 4x Oh, that just gets and me everyone the else was like 2x and I'm like 2x that's for my thigh I need like three you know and then uh so in the store that's why we carry we actually have a few up to 5x depending on what you're getting but we carry newborn all the way to women's and unisex 4x 5x and I can I'd search for bigger if we need it because I like everyone should have access to shirts mm -hmm. to what they need like to clothing um also being bigger I you get stuck shopping at Lane Bryant and I'm spending $90 on a shirt. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what, how much does this cotton cost? Like, mm -hmm. you know, because you can't just go to target and get something cute in a two X three X because you're going to the like section that no one wants to shop in. You're not shopping in the cute. I mean, now it's a little different. I feel like. Yeah. But still a lot of those bigger sizes are online only. Yeah. So you can't go into a store and like actually try something on when you live mm -hmm. in a bigger body. And so that, I think that is so important. And it's, it's certainly like, I think of as part of social justice, like it, we all should have access to, you know, being able to walk into a store to wear cute clothes. It is a, it's a privilege to be yeah. able to walk into whatever store you want and just find something and wear it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a struggle. Like I was stuck going to Lane Bryant or Torrid, which I do. I'm not going to lie. I miss Torrid's clothing. Like, mm -hmm. Everyone's always like, oh, you dress so cute for your size. And I'm like, for your size. Thanks. Like backhanded <laughs> compliment. Like, right. like, hey, fatty, you dress so cute today. Like, thanks. Right. Like, okay, 
Like you don't have to say for your size, just say you dress so cute today. Right. Like mine, my, my pet peeve about that is like, oh, you're so strong for a girl. I'm like, I'm just, oh my I'm just strong. <laughs> Wait, off topic. I parked, I have a 1953 Oldsmobile. That's my only car now. Cause I sold my, my mom car mm-hmm. and I parked it downtown the other day. And some guy literally had the audacity to be like, you don't know how to drive that car. Oh my God. And I'm like, I've been driving this car since I was 19, all 17 and a half feet of it. I know how to drive this car. <laughs> like, right. right. What, 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 what is informing this opinion you have here? I'm like, I and... even know how to check the oil. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I may choose, choose not to, but I know how. I still go to my dad's house because I want my dad to help me. Okay. Uh, so back to being on topic though. Um, yeah. So in the store we do, I do try... So it is hard to find, but in a lot of our like bralettes, I have up to 4X now. And some of our dress styles, I have up to two, three, four X because it is important. Like I get calls all the time. They'll be like, do you have any plus size dresses? And for a while we didn't because they are hard to find. And now I'm like, we do like, I'm not going to tell you our whole store is full of them, but sure. But just to have some items I think is really important and to like, because I've had conversations with other store owners um, who talked to me about how like they had to make decisions. So if they wanted to carry something in the store that for a lot of the clothing that they, they were um, ordering from the manufacturers, you had to like choose like the small, medium, large pack Mm -hmm. or the bigger pack. And you couldn't, you couldn't like extend like, so you were like, it's, it's like doubling the amount that you invest as a company. Instead of buying 10 dresses, now I have to buy 20, but it's like, okay, well, that's really cute. And I try to think of it. Okay. Well, when I was a size 18, 20, like that dress would have looked amazing on me. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get that. And yeah. See. And as someone who does live in a bigger body myself, and I know that for the most part, I'm very close to straight sized. I'm, I, um, but I, I have experienced, um, struggling to find things in my size and stores. And I so appreciate that. And I know that if, if I do, and I'm very close to straight size that people who are much bigger than me would very much appreciate being able to go into the store where they not only can get a snarky t-shirt that is like, you know, stick it to the man, yeah. <laughs> fuck patriarchy <laughs> and racism. And, but they could also get like a cute little like bralette that's going to make them feel hella sexy exactly. because like, that's important. All of that's really important. So thank you for doing that. No problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other part I wanted to talk about was about um we were talking about accessibility and someone Mm -hmm. posted the other day I I did my best not to say anything I'm trying to be a better human sometimes but I wanted to go off on them they posted a side-by-side and it was like basically like some fast food on one side Mm -hmm. and then on the other side was like a whole bunch of like veggies and fruit and it was all like cute and blah 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 and it was Mm -hmm. like this one cost this and this one only cost this. And it was like, okay, yes, that Big Mac costs more than this side. Cause you know, let's keep it real. Like to get a Big Mac meal, that is expensive. No, sure. <laughs> I don't order them. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. eat fries. Fries are good. Right. But, but to get a Big Mac meal with Coke and fry, like, yeah, that's like 12 bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I could go to the store and get, you know, some fruit and some veggies and it's the same $12, but it's like, you're talking about people who might have more time or less time. 
right? I don't have time. So if you, you probably saw me at Jack in the Box this morning going through the drive-thru on my way to the skate park because I'm like, I want to spend more time with my kids and less time at okay. breakfast. So I'm like, I'm going to hit up Jack in the Box. I'm going to bring breakfast to the skate park. That way we can eat while they play and everyone's happy. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I ate some curly fries and some mini tacos for breakfast. That was delicious. Well, and it doesn't take into account food deserts. You know, people who post things like that just don't have any concept that like some people literally can't get to those places. I, I mean, I remember even I lived for four years in New York city and for me, it was often easier to go to a restaurant and Mm -hmm. eat than it was to shop for a bunch of food because a lot of times the food that was the most accessible to me was like at little shops and I had to go to five places to get all the things I wanted for a meal, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But I was single. I had no kids. I was, you know, like it was, I had the time to do that. And, um, when you, when you make judgments like that, I see that and think that comes from a place of privilege. That person does has a, has a, an unearned privilege that they have not recognized because if you've, you know, like if, if you travel around a little bit and you see how some people do live, then that Big Mac is the best food that they are, that somebody might have in a day. And especially if you've had times of food insecurity, then like you're going to choose the items that have higher calories are more satisfying. Like if you have, if you know, this is your one meal for the day, you're not going to choose a fucking salad. No, That is air food. That salad's gone in two hours. Right. Like, what that is, that, yeah. So like, while it, like, sure. It has all of these like vitamins and minerals and stuff. And yes, that's ideal. But like, if I knew that I wasn't going to get to eat again, yeah, I would choose the Big Mac. One who has Every time day. to eat 12 times a day. Right. Uh, aside from me, because I eat my like handful of Cheetos every 10 minutes or so, but <laughs> right. it's for me, it's just a lack of time. Like my husband loves to cook mm-hmm. me. I'm like, well, if you cook, then we have to do dishes and we have to wipe down the counters. Then we have to yell at the kids because they are, you know, they're <laughs> naturally you have to yell at the kids, <laughs> to yell at the kids to wipe down the table and to do the floors. And then we spent two hours after our meal, not enjoying our family time. Right. I'm like, I would rather take the family to Epilogue and, you know. <laughs> yeah, you should, if you live in Salem, you should all go to Epilogue, support a Black-owned business, and the food is amazing. Went, went last night and the week mm-hmm. before, and yeah, the yeah. week before that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would rather go spend two hours at a restaurant where 98% of our time is enjoyable, and we're also helping a small business, and you know, the employees that work there. And I'm like, now we were there. Shoot. We didn't leave there until like 10 actually. So we were, wow, we were there for like three and a half hours and we had a great time. Yeah. Like little bit of chaos with four boys at a restaurant, but for the most part, like they all enjoyed it. We had Mm -hmm. a good time. We spent time talking. They had, they did some math. Like, I mean, there was, there was like 20 of us all at different tables that knew each other. So it was like, I love it. A couple of my kids just kind of bounced around the table to table, but, um, it takes a village. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Those are definitely my, that's my village right there. Cause they all love those kids. And I'm like, those, these kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, it's just, for me, it goes back to 
accessibility and not so much like, can I not get to food? It's just like, I don't have that time available if, you know, to go grocery shopping and then to meal plan and to do all these things. I'm like, I, I'm out of time. I get to work at 7.15, 7.30 every morning. I'm usually there past 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I'd rather go pick up sandwiches somewhere and go to a park and watch my kids play while I eat. And yeah. Yeah. Which in, is in itself its own version of healthy because you are spending time doing a health promoting activity, like, like building your relationship with your kids, being outside, doing something active, you know? Right. And so, yeah. Um, how can people find you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you want, I mean, you don't have to give them like all your information, but like, but like, how can people, um, find your business and get in touch with, um, basically, you know, buy your shit. So (laughs) if you're not in Salem, you can go to my website at spillthebeansetc.com and you'll know it's me because we've, you'll see the shirts. Mm -hmm. There's the section for like, uh, social justice and breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and things like that. And if you are in Salem, you can come downtown to the freckled bee and we're, where the brick used to be. Most people know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just shirts. It's like, I, we've gotten a lot of really great masks there. We've gotten like, Oh, I've got, I have it right here. Our yeah. oh, uh, fresh Nazi tears. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do um, custom engraving, UV printing, um, all sorts of things inside the store. And it's not just kids clothes. It looks like a lot of kids clothing from the outside. We just um, actually won the gold, Festival Lambert Valley for best women's clothing store. I'm like, I what? love it. I'm like, that's not even like our focus, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'll take but it. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and, but we've had a lot of people come in the past few weeks and they're like, yeah, you stepped your clothing game up on the like adult stuff. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a goal of ours. We just had to work out mm-hmm. space. And I'm so glad to know that about the sizing too, because now I like, I think I'm going to like make, I, I usually skip that section and go to the t-shirts and the cups and well, stuff. Well, because it's depressing. But, when yeah. There used to be, and even still like I'm, I could stand up, but I, I'm very, I'm not, I'm skinny ish, but like, I'm very wide. And so when I see a picture of me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, ugh. but in like some clothing stores, I could wear a size six and others, I still have to get a 10. And then you get depressed immediately. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm back to double digits. Like, ugh. so it's like, <laughs> I feel like no matter what size you are, like there's going to be some dissatisfaction when you go clothes shopping sure. because you're like, Oh, well, I usually wear an extra small on a top and you grab it and then you're like, well, not this top. And then mm-hmm. instead of saying this clothing manufacturer needs to like get in line with everyone else, it's, what's wrong with my body? Right. You blame yourself instead of, the yeah, clothes. you're like, it's the clothes. It's not you. <laughs> I even still to this day have a pair of tens and twelves that I wear regularly because they're, they look like they're tight. Cause they're like stretchy, mm-hmm. but they're very loose. So it's like, I wear those on days where I'm just like, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I get like compliments all the time. I'm like, Oh man, those jeans. And I'm like, these jeans, these yeah. ones are size 12. <laughs> even though a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to see that number on there. Like, Right. You know, it's like that, that diet culture, like creeping in and it's you every time. Same body beats your same body. I know. And that's what I try to tell myself. I'm like, so even like lingerie, well, like Mm -hmm. we're getting, I guess we're getting to this stuff, but, um, lingerie, I've had to realize like 
because of my hips, I can't get smaller sizes. So like if I go to un get underwear at Victoria's Secrets, I have to get a large or an extra large, even though like my top half, I'm wearing like extra small. Mm -hmm. And that's depressing. And it's because you're like wide load coming through, but then you're like, you know what? No, these are my mm -hmm. hips and I'm going to own these. Like yeah. I'm going to get the extra large because they look good on me. Yeah. You know? I love it. And so like lingerie, like I, sometimes you get screwed though, because you have to get extra large. Well, your top's an extra large now, so good luck. Right. <laughs> we'll be pinning that. Yeah, I'm like, cool. I'll, I'll just post very carefully. Nothing will fall out. <laughs> right. So, or you have to buy two sets and that's expensive. But yeah. Um, yeah. So not in Salem, spill the beans, etc.com. In Salem, come to the Freckled Bee. Um, it, social media. Be, <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't, eh, you do, you don't eh, have to invite bother. people I'm to your, <laughs> I'm getting more, I, I made that big post and everything about it. So I got to own it now. So, um, if you would like to see more of just me, which is, you know, Hey, I, I have a lot of fun on my page sometimes, but, um, mostly my stories are me shit posting and talking shit about racists. Um, so that you can just join for that part. I love it. I <laughs> um, love it. Like just you, you are so unabashedly like, you know what, if you're going to say something racist or do something racist, I am going to call you out by name. Like someone's mad at me right now for that. And I haven't <laughs> responded. I'm trying to mm -hmm. work on that, but you can go to Instagram. It's B baby B X O X O. Um, I, you might see my nipple. It's mm -hmm. fine. It's just a nipple. You probably saw more when I was breastfeeding. Right. Um, but yeah, I post a lot about like when we go to protests. Um, if you don't want to see my nipple, I have a separate page. It's um, Decade Crew. So D-E-C-K-E-H-H -H Crew. But I think there's periods in between each word. But mm -hmm. it's because my kids couldn't say Decker. So they'd always say Decade. I love and I, it. That was the cutest thing Decade. ever. <laughs> and I wanted to remember it forever. So that's my Instagram handle forever. Um, so... Yeah, and I we do a lot of protesting and making people mad. It's kind of mm -hmm. like our, our thing. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I do. I feel like like when somebody makes me mad, I feel like I can always talk to you about it and be like, look at this bullshit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm then like, I'll share it. <laughs> like, oh. My little devil horns pop. I'm like, can Oops. I share? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, yeah, you, and it's hard because um, I've – Chad, hey Chad, if you're watching, he said I'm the most intolerant person in Salem, and I'm like, am I supposed to tolerate racism? Like, uh, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of gross if you do, and, and it, it's a double-edged sword because I have business owners now that are upset with me because I recently posted two pictures, one from a business story where they shared a story of two people that were customers and the guy has a Confederate flag tattooed on his arm with his sleeve pulled up. And I'm like, well, he did that on purpose. Gross. Oh, and yeah. his sweat, his, uh, his gator. Like that's usually when you tell someone, never mind, I don't want to say it, but <laughs> usually just the gator's a dead giveaway to begin with. And then the, it had a Confederate flag on it. And so I just wrote them and I just said like, yikes like you know a lot of downtown businesses don't even let people wearing these kinds of things into their store and they responded right. I later found out it was just like a blanket statement they sent to everybody that complained which kind of was like gross like right because then he responded again he was like you know I love you and I'm like well if you love me you would have wrote me an actual response instead of just copy paste and right. I and I get it like maybe if I was in that situation I'd copy paste I'm not perfect like the other day I got called out because I used the word pansy well, to mm. me, pansy always meant like coward. Well, someone showed me the definition. And I'm like, holy shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I shared it with several friends. They're like, yeah, we had no idea too. We thought it was just like coward, you know, that's how right. my dad always used it. And I mean, he's not right all the time either. So, you right. know, we learn, like you I, learn, you I mess up, it. I learn, you know, it sucks because you feel bad. Like I felt like crap all day yesterday. Cause I was like, wow, like that really sucks. I can't believe mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I get, I'm on a lot of people's shit list for what I say. Cause he's upset now that I, and I didn't share it on my Facebook to hurt his business. I didn't even put his name up there. And when I did in a comment, I said, but I'm talking to them right now, mm-hmm. you know, and they were very apologetic and said, you know, staff shared it and it was a, uh, oversight on their part. They didn't know what that flag meant, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's, my staff is also very young. Mm-hmm. Naya just graduated high school. And she was valedictorian. Um, and Alec graduated, what, two years ago. So our staff's very young as well. Cheyenne graduated two years ago. So, and our staff, like they, we've talked to them about how we feel. And if they're ever uncomfortable, we've, you know, we've got systems in place where they can get our attention without even having to say anything to us. Mm-hmm. We've got buzzers around the store that they can hit that go right to the back of the store. And we come out, like mm-hmm. we don't hesitate. We come right out. And, um, because our staff being safe is number one. And then after that is our community. And mm-hmm. my point to all that was like, if I were to be bringing my friends into your shop and that's the type of people you're inviting in, Mm-hmm. you're telling those people that they could be comfortable there. Well, then you're immediately telling me and my friends that we shouldn't be comfortable here. Yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, my oldest son is black and I would, as a, as a parent, wouldn't feel comfortable going into a business that I knew had welcomed someone wearing a Confederate flag. Like that, that feels unsafe to me. Right. Um. So yeah. And, and, I, and it's, I think that maybe even if you're a business owner, like that didn't know that just like you didn't know what pansy meant. Like once you know, then what do you do? And that's what I care about. Like, I know that I'm not always going to do social justice, right. That, that like, you're not always going to get it right. But where I see the most hope is where people are like, okay, oh shit, I did that wrong. Yeah. What can I learn from this? And then what am I going to do next time to make it better? We, um, we had a similar, well, similar kind of experience along this line of like, it was a learning experience where, um, our company is working with a nonprofit here in town to run community workouts. We're working with Black Joy Oregon and um, I know I'm gonna go fine yeah, some, okay just it's come, fine I'm gonna just go come have fun. we have a hype <sighs> section where if you want to just Ooh, post up I'm there a professional and just hype girl. You didn't know that? be the hype girl that is fine you can do that all the whole workout long I and I'm sure you'll still burn calories but we <laughs> can I bring my Cheetos yes and your kids oh, oh so, done yeah <laughs> so my kids like I literally uh for the Planned Parenthood event I really wanted to go but I was Kind of like, because Thursday night's like date night. And so sometimes like my husband's like, you know, you're gone like every night. And I'm like, right. oh, I'm sorry. There's things happening. You know, the grand right. theater, Adam's ribs. And I was like, every night I must do this, you know? Right. And so Planned Parenthood happened. And I'm like, I promised to take kids to Chuck E. Cheese that night. And so I looked at them. I was like, listen, 
there's some action going on at Planned Parenthood with these people. I said, mm-hmm. but we can just go to Chuck E. Cheese. And they're like, let me get my camera. We're going to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I was right. like, okay. Right. You're raising, yeah. yeah, raising little activists. I love it. So, so we, there was a mix up. So we had a thing. So we, we post um, the location of these workouts privately, just as a safety measure, just yeah. because, you know, Salem has proud boys and like, as, as, as much as we can keep, our community safe that's what we want to do there was a miscommunication and we sort of we we someone who was trying to come couldn't find us and you know it was and they felt anxious and afraid and I you know me having like if that was my responsibility to kind of make like kind of get my get those people who are trying to come and make sure that they feel safe and um so it was a really big learning experience for me where I was like, oh gosh, this feels so, oh, feels so yucky, but I'm, I, I am, I'm hopeful that, you know, this isn't the last time this person will try to come. And, and that's I, hard because they could either take the route of, okay, I'm never trying that again because I tried that, to step out of scary. my comfort zone or they could roll in and be like, look, I found it this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. That's the route I tried to take, but sometimes like the anxiety part is like, don't, right. don't even attempt, don't go. And so for me, I was like, I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to own this. I'm going to say what I'm going to do different next time. And, you know, and, and really do better next time. So, oh my God, Jill is here. Jill just got back from her birth. <laughs> Not her birth. I was like, she said, I'm hopping as a star. I want to see B right now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I think that that's where I see a lot of hope in the movement is not that everybody does everything perfect. It's that we all want to do better. And so. I mean, I always tell, uh, Madalena gets mad at me. So I always tell her, I'm like, sometimes I'm just doing the bare minimum. Like I'm posting on social media, I'm sharing events and then. I show up and I bring bodies. Like that's my bare minimum. And she's always like, that's not the minimum. Like you could be doing way less. And I'm like, well, some days I'm just like, I'm struggling and this is all I can give right now. And mm-hmm. It's just at the, my bare minimum is showing up. Right. Like you tell me there's an event and like, I'm grabbing the kids and we're going. Yeah. You know? And Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for all the work that you do in our community. Thank you so much for being on this podcast so that more people can hear your, your voice and your story and for being so like raw and honest. Um, I know that when people hear your story and get to know you better, they will not feel so alone in their own, their own lives. So yeah, thank you. No, thanks for having me. Uh, So that's, yeah, (laughs) Jill's here. Thank God. She's going to be the one to wrap it up because I don't know what to say. We, we did a little dance with the oh know. nice <laughs> we know how to party so that's all that we have for you today thank you so much for listening if you like the push podcast make sure you hit that subscribe button give us a review the more subscriptions and the reviews that we get the more visibility we get and the easier we can find more listeners just like you also go to www.patreon.com slash push fitness to support our podcast thank you again be so much for being on today and uh yeah that's it that's it it's gonna be a big surprise when you watch this (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.